1: To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit
0: stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Wednesday, May 8th, 2019. I'm Tom Merritt. Tencent has decided not to publish Player Unknown Battlegrounds, aka PUBG, in China anymore, as it cannot get a license from the government to collect revenue from the game. Tencent is reportedly moving PUBG users to a similar title, Helping Jingying, or Elite Force for Peace. The game is described as a tribute to the People's Liberation Army Air Force and is approved for monetization already. It has similar gameplay, background, and graphic design to PUBG, but is less violent. Players, for instance, do not bleed. China Renaissance estimates PUBG had around 70 million players in China. Amazon announced a new version of its outdoor security camera, the Blink X-T2. It adds two-way talk, improved motion sensing to reduce false alerts, and promises two years of battery life on two AA batteries. It's available for pre-order in the United States now, shipping May 22nd for $90 and coming to Canada this summer. Google I.O. is underway and we have many interesting announcements from it, including a new initiative to enhance privacy on Chrome. The changes are at the developer level to start. Only sites that originally set a cookie will be able to access it and third-party cookies will have to identify themselves for the browser to allow them, making it easier for user settings to block them or clear them. Google may also only allow cross-site cookies if they are encrypted over SSL. Google is giving developers a couple of years to adapt. Google will also launch an extension in the coming months that lets users see who is behind the ads you see in your browser and what led to them being displayed. Google announced that Fido security keys are now available on phones running Android 7 or above at no cost. That means you can use your phone as the Fido compliant 2FA method to sign in on Google accounts just like you would with a physical key like a YubiKey. Bluetooth must be on for the credentials to work. Google announced the 5.6-inch Pixel 3a and 6-inch 3axl, starting at $399 and $479, respectively. Both have OLED screens, a 3.5-millimeter audio jack, active Edge's back, and adaptive battery life based on typical phone usage. No wireless charging, however. They include Qualcomm Snapdragon 670 and Adreno 616 graphics cards, and both have dual front cameras and night sight for low light. Both will be available on T-Mobile, Sprint, and U.S. Cellular, as well as the once-exclusive Verizon, available now in 13 U.S. markets. Nest Hub Max is a 10-inch smart display with a built-in camera that can act as a security camera, photo frame, and video player. It uses face match to customize things like calendar and contact, depending on who sees. And you can raise your hand to stop media playing. There's also a hardware switch to turn off the camera and mics. The Nest Hub Max will sell for $229, available this summer. The original Google Home Hub is now being called the Nest Hub, and the price of that is dropping to $129. Android Q Beta 3 will introduce a full gesture-based system with a thin white strip along the bottom screen, similar to the iPhone. There's also a new back gesture on the left edge of the screen. Android Q Beta 3 has a new dark theme toggle, a new focus mode, making apps you find distracting disappear, and live caption to generate captions for saved videos. Google says Q will optimize the foldables experience with multiple OEMs launching foldable devices this year, and Q also supports 5G natively. Users can install Q now, or at least the Q beta, as an over-the-air by manual download or Android beta program on Pixel phones, as well as 15 others, including Sony, OnePlus, Nokia, LG, Asus, Vivo, and Xiaomi duplex on the web can do things like handle car rentals and movie tickets, automate the processing of filling out forms you'd find on the mobile web, saying the trigger word will get you a rental car from National for my next trip. will launch the assistant, then pull up National's website on your phone and start filling out the fields in real time. You'll get a chance to confirm it before you say yes. More coming besides rentals and movie tickets later this year. Google Assistant has reduced its AI model down from 100 gigabytes to a half gigabyte and can now load from the phone instead of the cloud, meaning it can work in airplane mode. Google says it's super fast and coming to Pixel phones later this year. You don't have to use the trigger phrase to turn off the alarm now in Google Assistant. Uh, You can just say stop as soon as you hear it. And with new Picks for You feature, Google Assistant can now take into account user preferences to help when recommending things like recipes and podcasts. Google Assistant is also getting an optimized driving mode, suggesting directions, calls to make, and music in a compact bar at the bottom of the phone screen. Dinner reservations from your calendar can be used to show directions to your restaurant. Podcasts at home will automatically pick back up in the car and calls can be picked up or declined by voice. Driving mode will launch automatically when your phone is connected to your car's Bluetooth or with a let's drive command. Available this summer on Android phones with the Google Assistant. Google Assistant also is coming to Waze. Now, back to the non-Google I.O. news. Some Uber and Lyft drivers are logging off their apps, and some are protesting in the streets against working conditions and pay. The protest comes in advance of Uber's stock IPO coming Friday. Protests started in Sydney and Melbourne on Wednesday and continue in London, Nigeria, South Africa, and several U.S. cities. Uber and Lyft drivers are classified as contractors, which means Uber does not have to provide benefits. Finally, Mosab Hussein, a security researcher at Dubai-based cybersecurity firm SpiderSilk, discovered coding projects stored on a GitLab instance by Samsung engineers were set to public, meaning anyone who knew where to look could access the code. The instance included source code, private certificates, and secret keys for several internal projects, including Samsung SmartThings and Bixby. One project included credentials to access the AWS account for Samsung and more than 100 S3 storage buckets. Hussein reports the findings to Samsung on April 10th, and the company began revoking credentials after that. Samsung says it has not found evidence that any external access occurred, but continues to investigate. For more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to DailyTechNewsShow.com, and remember to rate and review Daily Tech headlines wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.